Week 5 brought no shortage of surprises around the WPIAL, and we're here to break it down on this Week 5 recap edition of the Whippy a Whip Around. Thank you so much for joining me on Pittsburgh Sports Now. I'm Brandon Rossi, your host of the Whippy a Whip Around, and let's jump straight into the content. Uh, firstly, the format for the show will recap all the games around the WPIAL with extended analysis on our games of the week. Then we'll get into our teams of the week and then our players of the week. Firstly, we'll start in Class 1A and just work our way all the way up. Firstly, starting in the Tri-County South. Um, our game of the week pit the Mapletown Naples at the California Trojans. And Mapletown ran away with this one, 52-20. And now the Maples all of a sudden starting to solidify themselves as a heavy favorite in the Tri-County South uh, the conference was a bit of a mystery this year with West Green returning a lot, but West Green off to a slow start. California proving to be a heavy favorite through the early stages of conference play. Manesson defeating California last week, solidifying the Greyhounds as a contender in the Tri-County South. And Mapletown, of course, they have Landon Stevenson back for his senior season. He's Mapletown's all-time leading scorer, and he had another impressive outing last week. Friday against California, rushing for 251 yards and four more touchdowns. He has 23 scores on the season and 1,119 yards rushing on the season. Don't discredit the Trojans, though. They did put up up a fight thanks to the quarterbacking efforts of Jake Lahue throwing for 202 yards and two scores, both of them going to Caden Powell, who had 139 yards on four catches. Other games around the conference, Manesson beating up on West Green 62-25. Carmichael's defeated Beth Center 35-8. And Jefferson Morgan squeaking by Bentworth by a score of 28-25. And now in the Tri-County South, Mapletown and Manesson all alone atop the Tri-County South. Those two teams will meet up later on in the season in Week 8. Now moving into the Eastern Conference, our game of the week featured the Clareton Bears against the Greensburg Central Catholic Centurions, and well, I went 0 for 2 in our first couple of games for Week 5. Greensburg Central getting its first win over Clareton since the 2001 season, 34-18 the Centurions defeating the Bears on home soil, and really the tone was set from the opening play of the game. After Tyree Turner, who had an impressive performance, 246 yards passing, two touchdowns thrown, including on the first play of the game, throwing a 59-yard bomb to Amari Mack and Greensburg Central Catholic, well, there's certainly no joke. Um, And they're going to be a top player in the Eastern Conference uh, alongside your Clareton Bears and your Leechburg Blue Devils. Really, it's a three-way race for the top between GCC, Leechburg, and Clareton. And so far, GCC appears to be the favorite. Not to mention Dejon Craggett rushing for two touchdowns. Jaden Canada had a touchdown and also caught another score, this one, of 81 yards out of the hands of Tyree Turner. And also, the Greensburg Central uh, defense forcing three Clareton interceptions, which were huge in limiting the Bears' offense, uh, mostly off the board throughout the game. Elsewhere in the Eastern Conference, Jeanette defeating Riverview 38-6. Leechburg shutting out Frazier 56-0. And in non-conference play, Springdale falls to Union 48-13. to 
In the Black Hills Conference, Game of the Week featured the Bishop Canavan Crusaders against the Fort Cherry Rangers. And let's be honest, a lot of people were expecting Bishop Canavan to win this game, and they did. I don't think a lot of people were expecting it to be as lopsided as it was. Um, And it wasn't like Bishop Canavan came right out and just attacked them. It was methodical. But Bishop Canavan really just got stronger as the game went on and pounded Fort Cherry on the road 60-7. to um, The big story here is Xavier Nelson. Um, and spoiler alert, he's my player of the week in Class 1A, and why wouldn't you give it to him? He had the 19th most yards in PIAA single-game history receiving-wise and the 6th most in WPIAL history. He caught five passes, scored three touchdowns, for 246 receiving yards. He was a big proponent in Jason Cross's 325-yard passing performance as the Crusaders demolished Fort Cherry on the road 60-7. And now Bishop Cannon shares the top of the Black Hills Conference alongside Our Lady of the Sacred Heart as the Chargers got a 45-0 win over Chartiers-Houston. Elsewhere, Burgettstown defeating Cornell 26-6. And in a battle of winless teams, Carlinton falls to Avella. The Eagles getting their first win of the season, 22-14 at home against the Cougars. Then the Big 7 Conference, Laurel against Rochester. Two teams that were 3-1 and one coming into the game. And Laurel advances to 4-1 and one after a 30-21 win over Rochester. And uh, now the Rams, yes, they were shorthanded. Parker Lines lost for the rest of the year, and he was um, proven to be a really darn good quarterback for Rochester, a team that's not known for throwing the ball much. But Lions definitely gave them an edge in terms of throwing the ball. Well, now they had to regroup. And Rochester, at least in the first half, they looked pretty good. They were up 21-6 late in the first half, and then Laurel went on to score the final 24 points. Um, Thanks to Landon Smith, he rushed for 195 yards. Colin Bartley also had 110 yards receiving on just two catches. And Laurel shares the Big 7 conference, or the top of the conference right now, with Southside Beaver. Um, That'll be a matchup really worth looking forward to seeing in a couple weeks' time in Laurel. That could go a long way in determining... Um, one of the top spots in Class 1A, and, of course, the Big 7 Conference crown. Elsewhere, Northgate falling to Shenango as the Wildcats put up the most points out of any team in class in the WPIL this past weekend. 75-19, Shenango defeats Northgate at home, and Southside Beaver continues its impressive start 6-0 after the 49-0 win at Summit Academy. There are now three teams remaining in Class 1A that are undefeated. Mapletown, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart, and Southside Beaver. Now going to Class 2A. Firstly, a non-conference play. Beaver out of Class 3A defeating Brentwood 35-6. And as we go into conference play, Midwestern Conference, our lone undefeated team in conference play is Beaver Falls. And they remain so after a 44-14 win over the Riverside Panthers, who dropped a 2-1 and one in a logjam for second place with Neshanik, Western Beaver, and Mohawk, who are all 2-1 and one as well. Um, Beaver Falls offensively had an explosion, throwing for 255 yards, thanks to Jaron Brickner, and as a team, rushing for 278 yards. B. 
Beaver Falls racking up 533 total yards against Riverside at home. And Brickner's favorite target, Trey Singleton, 227 yards receiving on just five catches. Those two, they got something special brewing um, that was an extension from last year coming over into this season, and they could be a deadly combination for teams in Class 2A going forward if those two get hot, of course. Elsewhere, uh, Western Beaver winning a Saturday game against Freedom 18-6. to Nishanik beating up on New Brighton at home 55-6, and Mohawk defeating Elwood City at home 32-13. In the Century Conference, Stowe Rocks defeating McGuffey, which isn't a surprise, but the big surprise, though, is the score, 6-0. For a Stowe Rocks team that scored 82 against Charleroi, 52 against Keystone Oaks, and put up a big fight against Steel Valley, who's one of the top defenses in 2A, and putting up a big fight against Davenworth, one of the top teams in 3A. And Stowe Rocks only held to just one touchdown. That was a six-yard touchdown pass from Josh Jenkins to Diego Ellis. Uh, Jenkins did throw for 278, but um, Stowe Rocks held out of the end zone minus that six-yard touchdown pass to Diego Ellis. The Stowe Rocks defense continuing its impressive start to conference play. And now Stowe Rocks offensively, some questions potentially brewing. Six points against McGuffey. Yeah, they got the win, and the defense carried the load in that one. But with a big matchup coming up this week, probably our game of the week in the Century Conference, um, how is that going to carry over against a pretty good team in the Wash High Prexies? who elsewhere in the Century Conference, Wash High uh, beating up on Waynesburg Central 59-14, Keystone Oaks shutting out Charleroi 42-0. In the Allegheny Conference, the most entertaining game, if you ask me, in Class 2A, Burl defeating Amani Christian 41-30 as the Bucks they move to um, 2-1 in the Allegheny Conference, only behind Steel Valley and Sarah Catholic. Burl tied with Ligonier Valley, in the Allegheny Conference. Devin Beatty, that's uh, that's probably the name of the week for rushing-wise. He was the only running back to rush for over 300 yards in the WPIL last week. He had 302 yards, 31 carries, and six touchdowns as Burrell defeating Amani Christian in a shootout. And uh, Amani Christian at home, yeah, they're 0-3, but Two of those losses against two of the top teams in Steel Valley and Sarah Catholic, losing by just 11 to Burrell and putting up a bunch of points against a Bucks team that um, is at least now going to be a top team in 2A in the Allegheny Conference. Only lost this season, season to Sarah Catholic, and Burrell solidifying itself as a 2A contender in the Allegheny Conference. Speaking of contenders, Steel Valley – uh, de- defeating Apollo Ridge 42-7, Sarah Catholic beating up on Derry at home 49-7, and Ligonier Valley trumps Yawk on the road 48-14. Up next, the 3A classifications, the Western Hills Conference game of the week lived up to the billing. It was an entertaining game between Avonworth and West Mifflin. If you liked offense, you came to the wrong game as Avonworth defeating West Mifflin 14-8. Avonworth, the lone undefeated team left 
in the Western Hills Conference and have rattled off four straight wins after losing to Class 4A Central Valley in Week 1. Avonworth did trail at the half 6-0 and then outscored the Titans 14-2 on the road uh, in the second half. Luke Hilliard was a big reason for the win for Avonworth, rushing for 209 on 34 carries. Colin Crawford blocking two kicks, which was a big key for the Lopes. Um, now, another spoiler alert, either Luke Hilliard or Colin Crawford are my Class 3A uh, Player of the Week. You'll have to see which one I went with at the end of the show. And West Mifflin, uh, their top performance, Tygier Williams, six catches, 198 yards as West Mifflin, a competitive 2-4 and four, um, after dropping the first three games of the season, bounce back against Ringgold, upsetting Beaver on the road in overtime, and then putting up a big fight against the heavy favorite in the Western Hills Conference, that being Avonworth. West Mifflin is going to be a playoff contender in the Western Hills Conference. We'll just see how things shake up in the final few weeks of the season. Elsewhere in the conference, Hopewell gets a 40-20 win at home against Quaker Valley, and South Park dominates Seton LaSalle at home 39-14. In the Interstate Conference, the top two teams got pretty big wins. EF over South Moreland 42-6. Bell Vernon shutting out South Allegheny 50-0. Our game of the week featured Mount Pleasant and Greensburg-Salem in another entertaining game. The Vikings ended up winning 45-28 as Mount Pleasant scored 26 unanswered points to down the Golden Lions at home. Robbie Labuda, the WPIL's second leading rusher, ran for 131 yards, which is pedestrian for him, but enough to get the win as he also scored two touchdowns. And the matchup, as I mentioned on Friday, Robbie Labuda versus Greensburg-Salem's Cody Rubrecht. Rubrecht put up a fight, 149 yards rushing, threw for 170, and Greensburg-Salem scored four touchdowns against a pretty decent Mount Pleasant defense as conference play begins in the Interstate Conference. Mount Pleasant now 4-2, their second place in terms of record, only behind Elizabeth Ford, who's 6-0. Elizabeth Ford is the only unbeaten team remaining in Class 3A, but that's, of course, including Belle Vernon, who face a gauntlet of a non-conference schedule. Now moving to the Allegheny 6 Conference, our game of the week had the Freeport Yellow Jackets defeating Shadyside Academy 12-7 after Gavin Crony scored the game-winning pick six in the fourth quarter. And uh, the other touchdown being an 89-yard touchdown pass from Brady Sullivan to Brady Stuyvesant. Um, however, uh, doing some research on the game, I, I stumbled upon some unfortunate news and that was a racial incident being investigated um, between these two teams. There were reports from multiple Shadyside Academy players saying that Freeport players directed racial slurs at Shadyside Academy players during and after the game, which we all know how we felt about the Mohawk situation with hazing. Um, the same goes for any racial incident. There was that whole sneak up last year with Southside Beaver and Steel Valley. And uh, what Steel Valley said was intentionally hurting Nijay Burt, the WPI's leading rusher last season in the regular season. And uh, Freeport, if the, if the reports are true, not a great look. Um, as Freeport, yeah, they got the win, but um, again, we have to be better than this. Um, there's no room for racism in 
anywhere in this country, in the sports, um, and we just we have to be better. I don't know what was said. I wasn't at the game, obviously, so I can't speak um, on behalf of the players and the administration. But um, again, if if these reports are true, then again, it, it it's got to be cleaned up, and we can't be using racial slurs. Um, it, it, there, there's just no place for it anywhere in the game. Uh, elsewhere in Allegheny six conference play deer lakes wins a thriller over knock 37, 36 and East Allegheny beats up on Valley 38 to 14 in class four, a, the non-conference game had the Hampton Talbots defeating the Connellsville Falcons 59 to 19. Now moving to the Parkway conference, our game of the week had central Valley shutting out Blackhawk 42 to nothing. Um, it is the 33rd consecutive win for Central Valley, which is the sixth longest active winning streak in the country and is the fifth longest in WPIAL history. Central Valley is a machine, point blank. Um, moving up from Class 3 to 4A due to the, um, the, the success formula the PIAA implemented a few years ago, and Central Valley is just picking up right where it left off from Class 3A. Yeah, the opponents are going to be better That's that, um, in Class 4A, but Central Valley's defense has been phenomenal the past couple of weeks, shutting out Newcastle, shutting out Blackhawk, combined score of 96 to nothing. Central Valley, uh, at least if you ask me, has the best offense in the Parkway Conference and probably in all of Class 4A. Um, it's, it's hard to stop a well-oiled machine like Central Valley and Blackhawk just didn't have the answer. Brett Fitzsimmons running for 131 yards, three touchdowns to lead the way for Central Valley. And as I mentioned, the defense had another strong performance against the Cougars, holding Blackhawk to 96 total yards for the game. Elsewhere, Aliquippa won a chippy game at Ambridge, 55-20. to Montour dominating Newcastle on homecoming, 51-0. And West Allegheny defeating Chartres Valley, 43-6. In the Greater Allegheny Conference, Game of the Week had Highlands defeating Mars 54-22. to And uh, a name that um, WPIL fans may not be too familiar with certainly had a game to remember. Aaron Randolph, in the second quarter, touched the ball seven times and accounted for five touchdowns, scoring on four consecutive plays and also throwing a touchdown to Highlands starting quarterback Chandler Timmons. And not to mention, Randolph caught the first quarter touchdown um, against Mars. And uh, whenever you score, whenever you account for six touchdowns in one half, come on. Randolph ended the night running for 178 yards on 10 carries, also completing the 56-yard touchdown pass to Chandler Timmons. Luke Bombalski also rushing for 141 yards as Highlands dominates Mars. 54-22 to remain undefeated in the Greater Allegheny Conference. Elsewhere in the Greater Allegheny Conference, Armstrong defeats North Catholic 35-19, and Indiana gets the win on the road over Kiskey 47-28. The Cavaliers are 0-6 after graduating a pretty talented senior class last season. Now in the Big 7 Conference, arguably the story of the weekend for Class 4A, Laurel Highlands gets its first ever win against Thomas Jefferson, 31-24. 
the defense forced four Thomas Jefferson turnovers, and uh, Laurel Highlands did just enough to keep Thomas Jefferson out of the win column. The Jaguars are 500 for the first time in years, probably decades, um, to start the season. Thomas Jefferson 3-3 three and three, as Laurel Highlands solidifying itself as well, a a force to be reckoned with in the Big 7 Conference. We kind of figured Laurel Highlands would be a playoff team with all of the talent coming back at Laurel Highlands. We just didn't know where they would place. Well, the way it stands right now, um, Laurel Highlands, as we speak, is the number two team out of the Big 7 Conference. So there's, uh, there's a lot to be excited for for this Laurel Highlands team. Rodney Gallagher making the move back to quarterback, and he completed just five passes out of 18 attempts, but those five passes went for 216 yards. And in the first quarter, 187 of them coming on two long touchdown passes. 90 yards to Antoine Black, 87 yards to Keandre DeShields as Laurel Highlands hangs on and gets its first ever win against Thomas Jefferson, 31-24. Elsewhere in the conference, McKeesport shutting out Ringgold 42-0 and Latrobe defeating Trinity on the road 31-6. In non-conference action in Class 5A now, North Allegheny in Class 6A gets its first loss of the season, losing to Pine Richland on the road 28-17. A big reason for that will be talked about later on. And our non-conference game of the week, Bethel Park, Thoroughly controlling the game against Penn Hills. Wouldn't say a dominating win, but a convincing win over Penn Hills, 28-7. As Gavin Mole rushing for over 100 yards, Ryan Petras scores two touchdowns as the Blackhawks go out to a 5-1 record out of the Allegheny Six Conference. In conference play, North Hills defeating Fox Chapel 38-6. This is the Northeast Conference. But the game of the week, Shaler beating Woodland Hills in the final seconds. 28-21, after Keegan Smetanka threw a 46-yard pass to Joe DeSabato with 14 seconds left, and Woodland Hills tries the lateral play at the end of the game, goes for not, and Shaler gets the win on the road at Woodland Hills. The Titans, 4-2 and two to start the season, only losses to Butler, who is a Class 6A team out of District 10, even though they're a WPIO school and losing to Hemfield earlier this season, 48-7. Good start for Shaler in Northeast Conference play, and that conference is pretty tough. Um, really, out of out of the six teams in the conference, five of them have a legit chance of making the playoffs, that being Shaler, North Hills, Penn Hills, Pine Richland, and Woodland Hills. Shaler on the map with the first win of the season in conference play against Woodland Hills. Keegan Smetanka throws for 235 yards in the win, and three receivers having five catches for Shaler as well, that being Caden Orga, Brandon London, and Luke Signetti. In the Big East Conference, uh, we raved about Hemfield after the win against Penn Trafford two weeks ago, and then, well, they had another chance to make a statement game, statement win against Gateway, and, well, it was a statement all right, but... Not for the Spartans as Gateway, well, they destroyed Hemfield 60-7 in arguably Hemfield's biggest game to date as Gateway led 53-0 at half. 
And, well, they put Gateway right back in the thick of things. It was a lackluster start to the season, all things considered for Gateway, considering the talent returning for the Gators. 4-1, and one, nothing to scoff at. But you'd expect with all the offensive firepower returning for Gateway that they would be blowing teams out of the water. Well, they've not really have done that. Their biggest win but prior to the Hempfield game, 21 nothing over Woodland Hills. And, well, Gateway, they make a statement, and they're right back in the conversation of being a top team out of the Big East Conference. Gateway scored on all eight offensive possessions in the first half. Brad Birch throwing for 297 yards and four touchdowns, also rushing for another score. Inez Jordan, five passes, caught for 113 yards, two touchdowns. Dallas Harper, an additional five catches for 88 yards and a score. Elsewhere in the Big East Conference, Penn Trafford shuts out Norwin 28-0, and Franklin Regional wins a thriller over Plum 31-28. In the Allegheny Six, a pair of blowouts. Moon losing to South Fayette 49-14, a game in which South Fayette led at half 49-0. And then in the other game, Peters Township Blowing out Baldwin 50-13 thanks to Chris Sabroni, this WPIL's second leading passer. He threw for 329 yards and four touchdowns, his career high, and the second most in Peters Township history. Uh, Sabroni threw two touchdown passes to Ethan Wortman. Others were to Brendan McCullough and Carter Shanafelt. In Class 6A, Mount Lebanon loses a non-conference rivalry matchup with Upper St. Clair 17-10. And our game of the week, Central Catholic, uh, comes from behind and defeats Cannon Mack 31-20. The Vikes trailed at half 20-10. And a big reason for Central Catholic's comeback, Xavier Thomas. He returned an interception and a punt, both for touchdowns. Offensively, you had Peyton Wainer throwing for 187 yards passing. Vernon Settles had 10 catches, which at least the stats that I could find go all the way back to 1980. And for Central Catholic, that's the most catches in a game since the 1980 season. Vernon Settles had 10 of them, and he had over 100 yards receiving as Central Catholic. They get their first Class 6A conference win, and we mentioned last week it was essentially a must-win game for Central Catholic. Well, they got the job done. It wasn't pretty, but Central Catholic... Back to 500 and, again, causes all sorts of chaos in Class 6A. Bottom of the conference, Central Catholic, Kennemack, both 1 and 2, but Central Catholic has tiebreaker. And then in the middle, Seneca Valley, Mount Lebanon, both 1 and 1. Both of those teams, well, I should say Seneca Valley out of the conference this week. Mount Lebanon has a big one against North Allegheny, who's atop the conference still in Class 6A. Now time for our WPIAL Teams of the Week. We name our Team of the Week in all six classifications, whether based off of rankings or big wins, upsets, etc., etc. Our first Team of the Week for Class 1A is Greensburg Central Catholic. We mentioned the 34-18 win over Clarendon, the first win for the Centurions since 2001 and this included an eight-game losing streak to the Bears, where Greensburg Central Catholic, uh, to be frank, did not have the best of times with Clareton. Well, Greensburg Central Catholic gets the win, and the Centurions now have emerged as a heavy favorite in the Eastern Conference. 
Our Class 2A Team of the Week still remains the Beaver Falls Tigers, moving up again in the rankings, defeating Riverside 44-14. Our Class 3A Team of the Week is Hopewell, as the Hopewell Vikings defeated Quaker Valley 40-20. And just for a little more in-depth, Hopewell Hopewell trailed to begin the game 12-0, and then after that, outscoring the Quakers 40-8, to including 27 unanswered first-half points, leading uh, offensive performances for Hopewell. Davion Jackson running for 123 yards. And freshman quarterback Kingston Krotek, he threw for 122 yards as Hopewell gets another big win. And the Vikings, they could be a sleeper team at least to make the playoffs in the Western Hills, their second place, only behind Avonworth, with victories over Seton LaSalle and Quaker Valley to start the conference play. Class 4A team of the week is McKeesport after defeating Ringgold 42-0, and here's why. Out of all my rankings, McKeesport is now my new number one team in all of the WPIAL. This comes after North Allegheny loses in uh, upset fashion on the road to Pine Richland. And McKeesport, your number one overall team in Class 4A and in all the WPIAL. And in that game against Ringgold, Jamil Perryman, three touchdowns. Bobby Boyd added another two scores. As that triple option offense that McKeesport is known for, uh, if you played against it, you know how difficult it is to stop. That and the wing tee are probably the toughest offenses to stop, especially when you have one cohesive unit working together. Um, if defensively you have one missed assignment, the whole play is in jeopardy of blowing up. And McKeesport, they're a well-oiled machine, and they're the number one team in all the WPIAL. Class 5A team of the week is Pine Richland. No, they're not in my top five rankings. And uh, you can make an argument for being on the outside of that ranking list, but Pine Richland defeated the number one team in all the WPIL, North Allegheny, 28-17. to Pine Richland has been a thorn in NA's side over the past few seasons. Um, now, they didn't play the last two years due to the, the way that the schedule just worked out. But in 2019, Pine Richland blowing out NA on both occasions in the regular season and in the playoffs – N.A. winning in 2018 against Pine Richland, but the Tigers' uh, season came to an end the game after, and Pine Richland ended up winning Class 5A. And, of course, going back to 2017, Phil Dracovic in that class uh, having their way with North Allegheny in 2017. Um, Pine Richland has been, like I said, a thorn in N.A.'s side, and Pine and that thorn couldn't be removed in time. As Pine Richland, your Class 5A team of the week. And again, they're right back in the conversation um, in the Northeast Conference. Our Class 6A team of the week is Pittsburgh Central Catholic after defeating Canamac 31-20 and getting right back into the conversation of playoff contenders in Class 6A. Now for our Players of the Week in all six classifications. Firstly, starting... In Class 1A, I alluded to it earlier. I, in fact, gave it away. It's Xavier Nelson, five catches for 246 yards and three touchdowns, which is the sixth most in WPIL history and, of course, a school record for Bishop Canavan as the Crusaders, led by Nelson and quarterback Jason Cross, 
win against Fort Cherry 60-7. Our Class 2A Player of the Week is the leading rusher from from Week 5, and that being Devin Beatty from Burl. He rushed for 302 yards in the 41-20 win over Amani Christian. And Burl, a surprise team in Class 2A, but making a run and will be in the contention for playoff spots out of Class 2A. Class 3A Player of the Week, I mentioned it's either Luke Hilliard of Avonworth or Colin Crawford of, of Avonworth. And ultimately, I went with Colin Crawford as our Player of the Week for Class 3A, and here's why. Yes, rushing for over 200 yards is impressive. Luke Hilliard did it in several occasions and was our Player of the Week in Week 0. However, Colin Crawford blocked two kicks. If Crawford doesn't block those kicks, we could be talking about a tie game and another overtime predicament for West Mifflin. So Crawford, a huge difference as Avonworth wins over West Mifflin. Class 4A Player of the Week, there's two options really. On any other week, it would be Montour's Jake Wolf. He threw for 404 passing yards which is the most in school history, finally surpassing Dylan Beekle, who threw for 351 yards back in 2009. Like I said, in any other circumstance, Jake Wolf would be your player of the week. However, you just you can't overlook the efforts of Aaron Randolph from Highlands. That insane second quarter, he had six first-half touchdowns, four consecutive touchdowns, and five scores in the second quarter alone on just seven touches. I mean, how is that not player of the week material? Um, So Aaron Randolph, your class 4A player of the week. Class 5A player of the week comes from Pine Richland. It's Ryan Palmieri as he ran for 208 yards and two touchdowns against North Allegheny and a statement win for the Rams who, to start the season, not the strongest of starts, at least at what they're known for. They started the year 1-3, and three, only win against winless Kiske. Yeah, they beat Fox Chapel two weeks ago, 61-14, but again, Fox Chapel also winless. Uh, and Pine Richland, quite frankly, a heavy underdog against the number one team in all the WPIL at the time, North Allegheny. And Pine Richland and Ryan Palmieri showed up and showed out. And the Rams get the win thanks to the efforts of our player of the week, Ryan Palmieri. And finally, our Class 6A player of the week is Xavier Thomas of Central Catholic. He he scored two touchdowns on special teams and on defense, respectively, as he single-handedly won the game against Cannon Mack. You take those punt return and interception returns for scores, and you take those points off the board, Canamac ends up winning the game ultimately. So you can't ignore those efforts as Central Catholic and Xavier Thomas get the Vikings right back into playoff contention in Class 6A. But that'll do it for this Week 5 recap edition of the Whippy Whip Around. Now keep in mind that later on this week, I would normally come out with our preview edition on... Friday. However, um, I am actually going to be out of town. I am flying to London, England uh, on Thursday. For those that don't know, I was selected to work a game in London, that being the Packers-Giants game. So obviously I'm very, very excited for that. 
but it's going to take me out of commission on Friday, October 7th. So the plan is for the episode to come out on Thursday morning, um, and then the recap episode will come out on your normal Tuesday next week. So be on the lookout for that in the coming days. But until then, I'm Brandon Rossi. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross two underscores EYE. And you can follow Pittsburgh Sports Now on Twitter as well at PGH Sports Now. I'm Brandon Rossi for the Whippy Whip Around, and I'll see you next time.